Messy Mon- Messy Mondays. Your girl show me. Your girl Marley Mar. Mondays. What episode is this? I'm sorry. This is episode 35. 35. Episode 35. Okay. Um, so Marley, you've been around the world and uh, and back. You're <laughs> it feels on the like East it. Coast and now you're back on the West Coast. And now I'm in Canada. Oh my goodness. And I, you know what? I literally just posted on Twitter. I want to see what Canadian Tinder looks like or Canadian Bumble looks like. Oh, hey. (laughs) Okay. I feel it's a little bit more diverse than the Seattle (laughs) Tinder and Bumble that I usually see. Oh my God, please. We are all very curious to know what (laughs) that experience is going to be like. Open it up right now. Do you see anybody that looks like Drake? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that would be amazing. Let that me see, actually. That would be actually. amazing. I just don't really like their accents. No offense to Canadians, but your accents are not my fave. Literally, I've been here for a couple minutes, and the word A comes out of everybody's mouth, and you'll hear it right off bat. Like, I know, and it's, it's one of those things that is like you think it's a stereotype, but it's not. You're it's, like, oh. No, it's... No, 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 no. <laughs> there's, there's no stereotype. I will say right now, looking at Bumble, mm. everyone's really well-groomed. Okay, where the women take charge Bumble. They should I, start I, paying us at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we should get paid per swipe in this book. Absolutely. Or message. The men are very well. Actually, yeah. They're very well-groomed kind of guys. Oh, I like that. A lot of beards, very, which is a very um, nor'eastern kind of thing, or northwest kind of look, right? Because we're like in the coals. Yeah, and I mean, the lumberjack beard thing has now extended to the whole country, which I'm a huge fan of, by the way, gentlemen. I think it's really attractive when men have a the nice lumberjack. beard. lumberjack. It's really nice. It's really manly. But like a nice, like, trimmed, well-taken-care-of, yeah. groomed kind of look. Not that, like, James Harden kind of gruffy, kind of, like, mm-hmm, looks mm-hmm. like he hasn't combed through it kind of yeah. thing. Like, a good one. But so far right now, Tinder has... Um, some candidates, and so does Bumble. I'm not well, mad. I mean, let them know that the schedule is tight because you got to get back <laughs> to the state soon. So make these moves, girl. Make I'm going to make some moves out here. So, yeah, I'm in Canada, eh? Hey. Which is fun. And I think later we'll talk about Canada's very own. Yes, the <laughs> prince himself of Canada. Um, a lot has happened, guys. I know we've been out the loop for a little while. Um, we had to take a little bit of a mental break. Um, that's one. And then we also had to allow Marley to do her thing because she's a professional in real life as well. So she's that's why one of the reasons why she's in Vancouver. And for those of you who follow her on her Instagram, I'm sure you've noticed she posted a really few really cool couple of things. Um, shout out to your sister. I saw she was all over your um, stories. That was cute. Yes. And the, the great thing about traveling with work, people can, I can meet people halfway and it gives me the opportunity to actually visit the East Coast. Yeah. So just, you know, being able to find the time to see family and things like that. So it's been fun yes. and traveling should be interesting. And um, we're in the summertime, by the way, yes. which I'm super it's happy about. It's officially summer. It's officially summer. I was at the beach today. It was great. It was Jealous. really hot. There was a lot of people at the beach today. I think everybody was kind of in the same mood down here in Miami. But, I mean, Canada, how hot is it? Like, is it warm? No, so Canada looks like Seattle right now. Uh-oh. It is raining. It is gloomy. Um, yeah, it just, it's not pretty. Yesterday in Seattle, 
everybody and their mother was out. The sun was out. The sun said, bitches, we are back. And it was beaming on us the That's past awesome. couple of weeks. And so a summer in Seattle is something to definitely experience and visit if anyone ever oh, comes. I can't wait. I think that's such a beautiful <coughs> place. I'm a, I can imagine it's so green because it rains so much. Green. Like pristine. And the forest as you're driving through it and stuff like that or when you're going into the mountains to find a hike. <coughs> very, very beautiful. Amazing. That's awesome. Well... I know a lot of people were wondering where we've been. I've even got a few text messages like, hey, what's going on? (laughs) Don't worry, guys. We're going to recap a whole bunch of stuff after we tell our story. Because in true fashion of the origination of the Messy Mondays podcast, we actually have a story. And it was sent in um, from one of our listeners, an anonymous story once again. Um, But before we jump into it for episode number 35, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us at Messy Mondays Podcast. That is our name on Instagram. Thank you so much for episode number 34, Wankers Day. We had G Boutique in the building. It was such a fun episode. We got a lot of really positive feedback about that. And also, if anyone is interested in being a guest on our podcast, submitting a story, um, please just hit up myself at showme underscore ENT or Marley at love Marley underscore. And we would love to have you guys, you know, share your mess. Of course. People love the artwork, by the way, of Wankers Day. A little <laughs> bit of naughtiness on there. I'm sure. I'm sure. So that got a lot of attention on yeah. that one. Yeah. A lot sure. of you were in there. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a fun episode for sure, and I, I we want to keep giving you guys things that are entertaining, so uh, keep giving us your feedback. We really appreciate it. But as episode number thirty five begins, maybe we can jump in. We could just just go in. Let's see. All right, go for it. Let's see. And for those of you who are first time listeners or second time listeners, we disguise everyone's name after our nineties fave sitcom Martin. Um, so usually the male characters are Martin, female characters Gina, uh, Pam, Tommy, Cole, etc., etc. Okay, so here we go. All right, dear Messy Mondays, I got myself into a sticky situation, and some might say I brought it to my own life. Um, this all started about four years ago. I was very bored and just got over a terrible breakup. My boyfriend at the time broke up with me and moved on like a week later. He left after he left me. Uh, My self-esteem was low, and I wasn't confident that I would find anyone else again. I then decided to join a dating website under a fake personality. I used pictures of me when I was fit and in shape, and I used a different name. I met a bunch of guys and played along. Then I met this one guy, Martin. He wasn't very attractive, but he was a great guy to talk to. He was sweet and very into me, or better um, yet, the person that I was pretending to be. After a year of talking, he started to send me money almost every month. I made up a story about how I had to take care of my two nephews because my sister was a deadbeat, which was, um, which wasn't true. Um, the truth is that my sister and I share a place to save money on the rent, and my nephew and my nephews live with us. But whatever, I didn't care. I just um, liked the hundred, a couple of hundred dollars that he would send me every month. We would talk on the phone and text, but we would never FaceTime or Skype because I gained so much weight since the last set of pictures I had sent him. But Martin stayed true to me and told me that he loved me. Now, a few years later, and I must admit, a few gifts and money in between, he wants to meet and has bought a flight to where I live, and I'm freaking out. Um, I 
I currently have a casual boyfriend that isn't all the way serious, but he sleeps over on the weekends, and I look totally different than I did um, in the pictures. I think I've gained about 60 pounds, and um, now I told him that I am a bottle service girl, and that's where I work at night, and the truth is that I work at a security desk in a retirement community, so I know Martin um, will be shocked of all the lies. Um... I know I used him and lied for way too long, but what do I do now? I might just stop talking to him and not answer his calls when he actually gets in town, but I feel so guilty about it. What should I do? What do you ladies think? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Bottle girl to security is too weird. That's all I captured. I'm sorry. (laughs) Is that terrible? That's all I captured in that story. That's all I left with. So that's major. Yeah. In my opinion. And then I know that we like I know for myself I have a set of pictures that's like those are the pictures, right? <laughs> right. I look amazing in these pictures. Like that is it. I can crop everybody and their mother or your shoulder can still be in it. Yeah. But that is it. And I, I, we were talking about Bumble and Tinder and all this yeah, stuff. Like yeah, I, yeah. Those are what my set of pictures are for. And it's very hard <laughs> to stretch outside of that. So I feel you, girl, when it comes to these things. But, <laughs> but, I mean, if you guys have a connection, and if this is an honest relationship, and or honest, yeah, reciprocal, honest relationship in some sort of way, whether it's a friendship honest or whatever. A, it's a stretch right now. Well, she's lying for a lot. Well, was she, okay, was, did she tell him she's a bottle girl a long time ago? Like, when they first started talking? I don't know. Apparently, she works the night shift as a security guard at a retirement home. Regardless, it was both <laughs> night shifts. <laughs> both jobs were night shifts. So now her night shift is actually, you know, not the bottle service. You know what I'm saying? So, so this is I, the first time meeting? Is that what she said? They've never met. They've never even Skyped or FaceTimed. Because she's afraid of, like, him seeing that she's, like, a chunky girl, I guess. And, like, they only talk on the phone and text, according to the story. How? First of all, you don't even know if he like, a thick girl. So, that's one. I feel one. real bad for Martin, though. I feel bad for him. But, okay, if she ain't never seen what he looks like, though. No, I'm sure she... Oh, well, she actually didn't mention that. She just said he wasn't that cute. That's all she said. But she, she, I think she knows what he looks like because she said he wasn't that cute. Hmm. He's just like a really nice guy. Like, I really feel bad for Martin now. Now that we're like saying that he may not be the most privileged looking person. Yeah. And if he's not, then what's the difference between her putting on some weight then? True. Essentially. Like, you get what I mean? Like, I, I think, I think the biggest issue is that she has spun this lie into such a huge thing. Yeah. For it's years. gotten bigger. It's just so crazy. It's not even about the fact of how small it is, about how consistent you have been able to lie to me. I think that's where I would have the issue. Like, you could have lied about the stupidest shit in the world, but the fact that we started off like that and you kept that shit up for four years, I think that's what... That would bother more than anything else, than, than looks yeah. or anything like that. I think that would irritate more. Even that if it was something sense. simple, like if she said her name was like fucking Julie and it's actually Samantha, you know, like things like that would bother you. Yeah, because you wouldn't look at that person the same. That that would be just, yeah, that's a consistent lie you have to keep up with. Right. And like, I think that if I were Martin, I would be afraid of what else she's capable of doing. 
Because it's like, I think that this is a pretty, like to be able to keep up with a lie for such a long time. And like, she threw her sister under the bus to get money. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, she's like, kind of like cutthroat with it. Yeah. And if you're that cut, like if, if you're lying about these little things, these things, you're not. Yeah. I think she might need to just cut it all off. And you, got a new, and, and you got someone else that you're sort of kind of serious with. Right? She said that she had a boyfriend. Yeah. She had like a guy weekend she's boyfriend. Yeah. Oh. Well, she got weekend jobs. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> nighttime jobs and weekend boyfriends. But, I mean, does she really want to see him? Okay. If this was your friend, would you tell her just man up and go meet the guy? Like, seriously, would you would you say that? Or would you just be like, nah, bitch, like, you fucked this shit up. It depends if she really cared. So if she really, really, truly cares, which I'm assuming this girl does, she I would must. say go meet him. If you really care, I would meet him. Yikes. But I would, I would have, I would write a letter first. Okay. Right? I like the letter approach. Very I would write a safe. letter. Do because what you want then, with the exactly, <laughs> right? Yes, he can then do what he wants with the information. He can either then it's, the ball is in his court. So you're already wrong because obviously you've lied. But now you're putting all all your stuff out there on this letter, and the, or email or text, whatever. Yeah. And then that person has to decide whether they want to continue with it. So Martin then has the option to say, you know what, I don't like this. Blah blah blah. And that way it makes it a little bit easier. You don't have to see him face to face. You keep in communication the way you usually do. And there you move on. I think that if you guys been talking for four years, though, like there's a possibility that there might be a real connection there. Like you stated in the beginning, like there might be, regardless of how much she might have lied. Some of that was her, you know? Yeah. So like. Parts of it was her. Parts of it was her. Like maybe she only lied about what she did for a living, and because she's embarrassed and she's embarrassed about her weight. Maybe she lied about those things. But how about the other conversations? There's a possibility that you know there might be a connection. But how can they know unless she tries? You know, like she's gonna have to just admit it. Like you, yeah. Like seriously, like no, for real. Like uh, Gina in this situation. Um, please just be honest. Like at this point, if there's no more, you can't fit one more lie into this situation. (laughs) Like you just went, you went nuts with the lies. Like you were like, let me throw them all in there. Like, I don't know. And you got money from him. I don't know. This is, you know, when you like meet someone, you were like, oh, I'm never going to see this person again. You just be saying some like white little lie. And then she didn't realize that this was going to be four years. Right. And these lies can be, I mean, there could be worse lies. There yeah. could be a lot worse lies. And lie and weight is not a lie. You just haven't told them. They haven't asked. You haven't seen you. Whatever. Right. And who knows? Martin seems to be the type of guy that doesn't really care about looks, if you think about it. Because he never Skyped you. Right. <laughs> really bizarre. But I it's think like, it's crazy. Me and you Skype every, almost once a week. Right. So. Right. I think that's a little. That's weird. I, I for think both it of is, y'all. I think it's weird. Um that she hasn't questioned why Martin doesn't want to be seen. You feel me? Yes. Why isn't it the other way around? Right. Why isn't he pushing for that? Maybe he doesn't want to be seen. And maybe Martin shows up at 600 pounds. And then what? Whoa. I'm just saying. Wow. And then you were, Gina, were running around in your head concerned about what you do for a living and how you look and all that stuff. And then this man done played you. The whole time. Wow. 
I don't think I've ever seen a catfish episode where both people were playing each other. But I'm sure that has happened before. It has happened. But this is an interesting catfish because it's like, it's her and like, she's using her own pictures. It's not like she's, she's just using pictures that are dated, you know? Like we all do. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try not to go further back than a year though. Like if I'm posting something that's like about me, like, mm-hmm. like, you know how sometimes, especially in these jobs where you have to like network and socialize, whatever. Yes. Like I try to keep it within the year. Or, or two years. Like, yeah. I don't be like, oh, look at how good I looked in high school. You know, like, <laughs> no, I'm no. a grown-ass woman, and, like, we work together. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, Not I do try to keep it in <laughs> a the... A 10-year-old picture? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. No, but, and that, that makes sense. I try to keep it, yeah, I try to keep it within the year. At least yeah. once a year, you have, once, twice a year, you got to have two new pictures, at least. You have so you at gotta... least a selfie that you can fuck with. Like yes. in a year, you're like, oh, that was a good selfie. That was I'm a good this selfie. One. This is and the already... profile pic. <laughs> <laughs> Update. I turned and changed mine. I was like, oh, it's been a while. Mm. The lighting was right. Yes. The angle was hit. I had just got out with the flu. I looked mad skinny. You feel me? I had a filter. <laughs> <laughs> the makeup, the highlight was on and popping. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, but yes, Gina, I think going the approach where writing the letter, the letter, and waiting to hear back and see what he says, he may confess some things. Right. Like, what if maybe Martin got, got a wife? What if he's a drug dealer? That's <laughs> where he sent you the money from. Like, all these things are true. All these things are possible and capable, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You never know somebody. Right. Always remember that, and, now and it's suspect. Not- it's suspect that he's willing to like do this with a person he's never seen. Like Martin is having a hard time finding somebody. Gina, I'm telling you right now. Like obviously, he would not be putting all this energy into you, boo, if it wasn't for the fact that it was he. It was difficult for him to find something real in his environment. But also for like four years later to actually fly out and meet you. Yeah. Like even that. Like I don't. What do you think about long-distance relationships? What, what do I think about long-distance relationships? My opinion is that I'd rather not be in one. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I would rather not. Like, it's just, I, I've been down that road before. Granted, it may have been under false pretenses. And the reason I say that is because you kind of know when it may not be a good idea, but you still do it anyway type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, in the two times I've done it, <clears throat> it was terrible. It was, it was a very bad outcome for me. So, like, that's why it's difficult for me to give somebody encouraging words if they're saying, hey, I'm setting myself up for this long-distance relationship. That's just, you know, but then again, I know people who their husband works in England. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and they live in New York. And it's like, that's my husband, but I, I live in New York, and my husband has a job in England, and he goes and comes back in six hours. You know, you make it work, and I think it's temporary, but... I don't know. I don't think that's something I would do for a very long period of time. I guess in a marriage, per se, it's a sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Like, you've already made it through the long haul of dating, and then the the marriage comes across, and then the opportunity, the sacrifice, I guess, if you both have jobs you love or careers that you're passionate about and love, you make it work in that sense for that way. But for me, just like... um long distance dating. I mean the furthest I've done is another county. Crossover, Palm Beach. 
right. or Miami Dade. But it's that always can, been that. That can but feel that can like be long distance to yes. some people, you know. And that is because that drive can be an hour and a half drive, yeah, right, two hour drive, which is simple and easy, but. It can be tolling also because then you got to make time to make that drive. It, I mean, it's a two-hour commute coming and going. And in some states, it only takes an hour to get to a different state. You feel me? So it's like yes. that can sound crazy. You That's, know what I mean? And that sounds crazier. Yeah. Like when you're like in the New York vicinity in yeah. those tri-state areas and you can just be like, I'm going to Jersey. But even that is tolling. Yeah. Some people mm-hmm. will be like, I really don't want to take this train right. <laughs> to get to the other side. But in circumstances like this, and did it say where Martin lives? And where she, lives? she didn't disclose that information, but they clearly live in, a, I'm assuming, two different states. Two different states for him to be coming, flying yeah. over. Because people normally don't fly if you can drive, you know? Yeah. But I just, I find it, in situations like this and long distance relationships, people usually grow apart and the fact that you guys kind of stayed kind of in good communication for this long is pretty nice but you guys weren't working on seeing each other for the past four years either right my thing is also like if once you fall in love far apart you don't get the opportunity to see the things that are annoying about a person (sighs) can you imagine living with someone without knowing yeah, like that i can and i think it's terrifying because it takes it's a transitional moment like there's moments that i mean even though <clears throat> i'm fortunate because i'm not i'm not going through a hard transition by moving in with my boyfriend right now but there's been moments that it's like wow that's fucking annoying like it's just like <laughs> something it's just a moment yeah. just like he has them too i can see it in his face that he's like god this chick is annoying but it's like it's just part of the growth, you know what I mean? But that that gets worked out to the point that you kind of know how to work with it because you know you become cohesive and yes. you like gel with one another. Yeah. Like that's part of growing. So to me, when a person says that they've been together for two years and they don't live in the same state or they don't, you know, and it's like sometimes I feel like you're missing out on that specific part of a relationship, mm-hmm. which is that, that gelling part that is only created with experience. Like you can't, do that I don't think via it can, yeah I don't think it can marry you know someone saying? without actually living with them first speaking of marrying I watch the show on Lifetime Married at First Sight oh, I watch it love it okay I just do love it I, you watch it I have not watched oh it God. I have not watched it in a couple of seasons the first season and a little bit of the second one I watched but the most recent ones I haven't but go ahead and tell me okay there's a more recent one that um it's three couples again um I always find it fascinating how there's that one couple that just can't physically connect. Nothing. Cannot. Cannot. They cannot. They cannot. And it's like it blows my mind. And I'm like, yo, like if seriously, like if this window doesn't close soon, you guys are not going to make it. <laughs> like, you know, after like a month, you're like, you still have not had sex. I'm like, whoa, guys. Whoa, guys. You're not going to make it. No, and I don't mean it because... That is the make or break of everything, but because in a month to a person that you're legally married to, for you still not to feel inclined to be physical with that person, I think it's alarming. I yeah, I guess that I for for me, I think they're probably more scared to be like you just married a complete stranger, which is fucking nuts. Which is, but you have to think about it. You both are freaking crazy people who decided to marry <laughs> strangers. Right. You guys are both crazy. You both basically. are both crazy. So I think that's already like a good starter point. Y'all both insane to sign yeah. up to this, right? You would think yeah. there's some sort of attraction be like, we're both kind of outside of the box people. 
We're risk takers. We can We're safely desperate. say that. It's the other one. Because <laughs> there was one day, I think myself and my sister were like, I would see myself signing up for this, like down the line where I was like, you know what? Right. It's, 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 we've tried. Right. Let's just go this route. And a lot of the people when they do a little interview is always like, I'm just so tired of being single. Yeah. Like that's like, I'm the, just yeah. over it. I can't date anymore. Like I'm just done. But yeah. You both have this one similarity that you decided to sign up for this. You would think there would be some sort of attraction with their characteristics in that. But their yeah. personalities are way different and they don't connect. And I can see that where you don't want to be with someone, you don't want to have sex with someone, you don't even connect with on a like, you know what I mean? Like on a wavelength yeah, I kind know, of level. But that's when I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a fucking train wreck. I'm like, this is not <laughs> going to work. Like, no, this is not going to work. And, like, I know that this is, I like, oh, God, like, no one watches this show really around me. So I'm excited that you might start watching Have this you season. met me? Like, I watch all the foolishness. I catch up <laughs> to all the foolishness. That is my break from it's life. Like, it is. And it, you know what else? To me, I think this specific show is like a social experiment. Honestly. Yeah, it is. It is. It like, is. they're literally just using facts and numbers and data to pair people based on that of information because they think that those characteristics are enough to make a, a relationship work. And then they're just putting them in the situation of that number one thing that they're desiring, which is marriage. They're just putting them in there like, fuck it. That's what you want. You're getting it. And it's like, and then they're saying, let's see what happens. And they're getting documented doing it. Like, this is, to me, like, a very interesting social experiment. And I like stuff like that. And because of it, like, aside from the fact that it's, you know, bullshit TV, like, there is a part of it that, that fascinates me on how humans react to things. I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, you've been, you've been dying for this. And then you start to realize that these people just want to be married. It's like, they don't care who they're married yes, to. Yes, they just love the whole idea of the marriage component. Yes. And thinking, yes. And like, I envision marriage in the same way probably these people do. I have parents who have been married, right, the right. whole time, right. who have gone through all the shits and I have watched everything and heard everything. Like, you know, that whole nine and you want, and then when you see them in that happy state and those beautiful things, like how my, all my friends say, oh my God, your parents and their pictures and blah. Like, I want that for myself, right? Like, that would be amazing. And I think that's the same thing those people think is that you're going to get the same thing that you have witnessed all your life in front of you. And it just doesn't, like, it's great to watch the train wreck happen because now I know that it just does not happen that way. Right? It doesn't happen that way. And I think that um, I feel bad sometimes because it's like one person's really in it because, like, they're really, like, a hopeless romantic and they believe in the fucking fairy tale. <laughs> and then the other person is just, like, like one girl on this season, like, her fucking uh, man randomly had some really bizarre disease that I can't recall right now. He died. And in the season, like her fiance, yeah. Oh, you mean so oh, now, not not the not not the one who she was paired up with? Died. No, but oh, that okay. was her background story, and that had happened to her about a year and a half ago. So now she's like, "Let me get married right away." Oh, so it's no. like her parents were like, "I don't know if this is the right no. thing for you to do." So it's like you know, in that situation, it makes me. I don't know what's gonna happen because I haven't gotten to that episode yet. But what I'm saying is like, it seems like it could be a bad outcome for the other guy, which is a really big romantic. Yes. Yeah, that's not you know that's saying? not a well pairing. That's not a good pairing because yeah, she's trying to fill in the void of and the 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 feel of a marriage where he's an actual romantic who wants to be in a marriage yeah. who wants to go through it like go through that. Uh, 
Okay, now that we're speaking about romantic weddings, we're gonna because remember we're gonna catch up on everything. We must talk about the royal wedding, most romantic thing I have freaking seen. <laughs> I freaking loved it. Okay, I just wanna say I am a girl that wants to be a princess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and we like, can all be now. Shout out to Meghan Markle. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a beautiful! I thought it wedding. was. I thought it was beautiful. And I'm not really like into the whole royal wedding kind of deal and the whole prince and princesses and all that good stuff. Whatever. It's just like when it actually came around and it was on my TV, I was like, oh, I'm watching. Like, sure. Like, why not? I'll watch the clips. Um, she looked beautiful. People are haters, first of all. If you didn't like her dress. and, and you Her dress was a little on the too simple side, though. But you also have to remember the whole aesthetics of everything, right? We can't go in there looking with the nude, see-through. <laughs> you ever seen Yes Say Yes to the Dress and they be having them extras? Like, there's limitations no, yeah, to yeah. things. Like the gaudy girls that be getting married. What? The Italian girls that be like going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so. They be going in. They be going in. So, mm-hmm. I thought the wedding was beautiful. I thought she looks beautiful, especially her second dress. That yeah. she looked bombing. When they were getting to the car? I think she's a classy looking woman. She's a very classy looking she's woman. A like, simple. she's not yeah, a woman. Like, like her dr- any dress looks elegant on her. She looks like an elegant woman. Yeah. So it's it was easy for her to transition into the royal way because she's already kind of like feminine in that way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's one up on her. I do know that you're right. <clears throat> Traditionally, they're very um, simple type of people that they they believe a lot in class. And at the end of the day, we all know about the English royals since we were kids. Because mm-hmm. when we were kids, everybody knew about Princess Diana because she died when we were little kids. So we Third grade. That. And I remember this girl crying in the back of the classroom. And I was like, why and is like, she crying? And it was like someone died in America. Like, literally. Like, everyone went nuts. I was like, why is this girl crying? And then I got home. My mom was like, oh, because Princess Diana died. I said, oh, okay. And that's all my mom watched on the news forever. But I never forget yeah. this white girl in my class dying, crying. <laughs> when she learned. I was like, what? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> No, but like seriously, like I just, um, I just, we've all known about them. So it's like, okay, we get why she has to live up to the expectations yeah. of some kind. But I do think that she could have done a little more with the dress, personally. She looked gorgeous. She looked beautiful, but her dress was so simple. I think it's- like the last one, what her name is? Kat, um, Kate? Kate, yeah. Yeah. Kate Middleton. She had a nice dress. Yeah. When she got well, married. She was, she's going to be the queen. Oh, excuse me. Remember the... <laughs> Harry got some... Mild, there's a lot of kids before K- Harry now. Every time Kate yeah, but pops out a child... I'd rather be Harry than Charles. Oh, I'd rather be. Or any of them. Because you can't... You don't have a life. You don't. But I will say, I think because there was so much attention on her, because of like her dad's situation, the whole yeah. family was like real grimy. If you watch Wendy Williams, yeah. Wendy Williams was telling us all that stuff. Like, her All family was real grimy and stuff. And her mom looked gorgeous. Beautiful. Her mom looked really beautiful. And, like... Did you see the movie, Marley? No. On Lifetime? Please watch no. the movie. Please watch the movie. Please watch really? it. Really? Seriously, you like romantic comedy movie, yes. sappy girl stuff? This is it. Okay. This is it. This is it. And you're going to cry. And you're going to be like, I want to marry a prince. <laughs> it's amazing. Maybe it's that's why you have a lot more love to it. Because you watched the movie first. And then yeah, saw, this, I saw the movie. And then it's like, yeah, oh, I yeah. feel it now. But definitely, I loved how her mom looked. Her mom kept that nose ring in. 
They have that black choir, which I heard the choir actually is part of the Queen's choir. So that's even nicer to kind of, or like the Queen's church oh, well, choir, or something like that. I thought it was hilarious when they were zooming in on the guests while the black <laughs> choir was, no, while he was preaching. Well, he was preaching. And it was like memes were just being created at the moment. That's what I thought in my head. I'm like, this white woman is like, what is going on? They don't do that <laughs> out there. They don't do that out there. That's an American 100%. So I thought it was a beautiful yeah. wedding. Did you see everyone's outfits though? They was killing it. Like it was fly. It was like like classy. Oprah looked fly. amazing. It was really, yeah, it was classy. Fly. Serena like, looked classy, amazing. Classy. I love the yeah. hat thing. I can't wait for the, the day whole head go for yes. a fascinator. Yeah, we let's do a tea day and just wear fascinators. Oh my god, I would love it. I just want that. I would love that. We need to go to the Kentucky Derby. I I want to go to the real one. Yeah, the real one. Because and wear the real hats and like with the ballers. Well, my mom loves to go to the Florida Derby. Yeah, <laughs> every year, and she pulls out the hats, the whole nine as well. They had like a some everyone nice looked hats great, on. and I love that Harry had all his ex girlfriends there, who when <laughs> he was dating for like seven years. But Idris Elba's girlfriend showed up in all Gucci, Gucci down everything, Gucci down to the socks, literally. And I think that's the one outfit the whole internet was not feeling. And I understand oh, it was just a cardigan sweater. That's a Gucci cardigan sweater with the Gucci purse, with the Gucci shoes, with the Gucci hat. And you could see, and it was just way out of circle from everybody else. Oh, I remember. She's cute. I remember. She's yeah. like, she looks like a teacher. No, for real. Like, I mean, but shout I get out it. to we all go the to teachers. Work. This is a dope outfit if you can wear this That's to teach. That's funny. But it's like a teacher. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. She's very pretty. Just Poor selection. And wow, she's very pretty. A Good wedding for you. Dress. Anyways, I loved. Yeah, I think she was trying to go to yeah. like but she tried, but she failed. If she looked you know? good for him because Idris Elba is gorgeous, then so be it. He's a gorgeous man. He's a but sex back man, to yeah. our messy story person. What is our what is what is our final suggestion to her? Um, Gina, come clean and leave this boy alone. Don't do that to anybody. No one deserves that. If it was the other way around, we would have a lynching yes. mob against this man yep. lying to you. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You know what I mean? So it's like he doesn't deserve that. So it's like you should be honest. Regardless of the consequences, he deserves your honesty at this point. My suggestion would be write a letter and see what happens. Write in an email. Yeah, I like I like that yeah. safe. Yeah, put it all out there. Be honest before that man flies out. Paid all that money, <laughs> or whatever hotel right. stay, all that stuff prepared. Probably to a place he don't even know. So, write it in a letter. Be honest and truthful. Throw in a new picture of yourself. Right, attach right. it. One attach onto the letter, mm-hmm. and see where it goes from there. And get one from him, too, just to make True. sure he's up to date as well <laughs> and what true. he does. And that's my Very suggestion true. for her. And we wish you the best. Yeah, good luck. You never know. This might be you guys' love story. It might be your own love at first sight. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> if people are getting married on television <laughs> on the first sight, like, you guys might make it. You feel me? Like, you never know. 
can you imagine the nerves that people have? Like, can you imagine your body, uh, like, the feeling that is to walk, to know that you're about to walk down this aisle and marry the person in front of you? The only way I would do that is because I know I'm, I'm okay to get divorced in three months. Like, it's like, I would not do that unless I knew that the option of three months of me being divorced was there. Even though that, that's terrible because that's not what you're supposed to do. But I would not do some shit like that. Would not. I didn't think about it in that way that you do have the option to get divorced. That's the only, like, I have to feel, that will be the only way that I'll be able to walk down that aisle. It's to say, I know I'm allowed to get divorced. So Do they have to like, stay together for three months or a month? I don't recall How the time. I think it is three months, though, that they have. That's a long time. They have, like, 90 days. <laughs> I just uh, want to say that's a long time with a stranger. Yeah, it is. And they have to, like, live together in the same apartment and stuff. It is weird. It is. It surely is. I'm, I have a confession. Someone I used to deal with was on the first season. Huh? <laughs> We're going to talk offline because yeah. I want to know. Because that first season was fire. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Thing. But I'm going to catch up on this season. Maybe we'll have little segments of Love at First Sight in our next Yeah, why show. not? Let's do it. Because this is such a bizarre thing. And everybody's always like either super single or tired of being with whoever they are because no one's ever happy. So it's interesting. <laughs> To hear about these crazy people making these crazy decisions about love. And even when people make bad decisions like sleeping with porn stars and possibly being their baby daddy. Dumb, dumb, dumb. (laughs) Canada's very own. (laughs) Is it weird that the baby was born in October also? I know. I think that's the most wild. So here's the thing. Drake is so October's very own is the entire label. Everything on your shirt says October very own. Yeah. The whole nine. Everything is, your first mixtape is about October. So if Drake was happy, not happy, I guess the circumstances were different and the person who was pregnant was someone else. He would have blasted about this baby and the baby born in October. Can you imagine the campaign around the baby because the baby was born in October? For sure. I agree. The campaign that would have been. 100% agree. Because we, and he would have boasted about this everywhere. But because of the person who it is. But do we know for a fact that this baby is his? Yes. Okay. Now, do we know when he found out? When we found out, when the rumor was out. So that's what I'm saying. How can we expect him to blow something up if he didn't know? I think he, I'm sure a paternity test was done when that baby was born. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think he found out. Like, I doubt. I'm, I Maybe I'm just rooting for Drake because I'm a, such a fan and I feel like we're friends. <laughs> like, maybe he didn't know when the babe, when the bitch was pregnant and all that was going on. I don't think he knew at that time. He was, maybe she, she was didn't video- even know. She, they were shown having lunch together in Paris and stuff. When, we, when the rumor was out that she was pregnant. So it wasn't a girl that he was dating. Remember, this wasn't a, a relationship he was having. This wasn't like him and Rihanna. Who else did he date before? Whoever, J-Lo. All these All strippers. that stuff. All these. So when he started dating, when he just smashed this girl, and then her being knocked, like nobody knew he was smashing that girl. Nobody cared. I mean, he even dated Serena. Like, so wait, so he was he was casually smashing a porn star and then he took it to Paris. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I, well, I don't know about that part, but there's there was pictures of them eating lunch in Paris. And so the funny thing is, is that I, I'm on this one little um, Facebook group and people just post a bunch of tea and different things that they know and they see. Yeah. 
And so people used to post all the time months ago, her like getting on a, a private jet, you know, her holding a baby, getting on a private jet, like those kind of things. So, and I was like, oh, I, I was like, okay, fine. It could be. Pusha T saying it on the record, live and direct, made it official. And right. she's and, and so that's where I was like, okay, it has to be his. But I don't think that he's known the whole time. I think he recently found out. And I'm after not, the paternity test, maybe after yes, her having it. I think that it took that for them. I don't I'm not saying that I think Drake is like the nicest man in the world and that he's never gonna lie. Maybe he did lie, maybe he is embarrassed, but I don't think he's known the whole time. That could be. That could be. And she is it's I think that people men sleep around with a lot of women they wish that no one ever knew. A lot and of know, men. And, and that's but here and then you get the pregnant the ones who end up pregnant is the ones you don't want anybody to know about. Yes. And you think about Chris Brown. Same right. situation. Yeah, he but that could have pinned it on somebody person. else. First. Did she? Yeah. There was another Ooh. guy. She was with someone else. She cheated on her man with Chris Brown, like on some groupie shit. And ended up pregnant? Oh, Ended shit. up pregnant. And it was supposedly the other guy thought he was the father. And then finally, for whatever reason, she was like, listen, that's not the case. Damn. And it ended up being Chris Brown. While Chris Brown was in a literally the most serious, most public relationship you can imagine. Yeah. Got that girl pregnant. And it's always the one, like, they run around, hoeing around, public eye, messing with girls. And it's the ones they don't want you to know about. You know, the ones that they be low-key, hoeing with, whatever, is the ones who end up pregnant. And how you're not protecting yourself well, that standard, that high, here's, that here's high standard. what I have to say about him having sex with the porn star Raw. Um, once again, I'm not saying that I'm defending him because he's Drake, but I am defending him because he's Drake. And if I was a lawyer, this is what I would say. Um, he did <laughs> Tell us how the court would go. <laughs> he would. He had <laughs> to protect his sex because porn stars have to get checked constantly. They must be STD cleared in order to be porn mm, stars. So in reality, I associate that. yes, porn stars are probably cleaner than the average citizen. Because these people are constantly getting checked because they can't film without that clearance. You can't film without the clearance every time, right? So there's a possibility that he may have felt a little more comfortable fucking her raw because he knew that she was good. There's a possibility. Not to say that that was a smart move, homie. Of course, that was a dumb move. No, but dumb. it wasn't because he was just trying to be nasty out here. You know what I mean? That's number one. And number two... Who knows what kind of moves this bitch be putting on this nigga when she a porn star? Like she's a professional sex professional. Like she has better <laughs> sex than the average than any woman. of us, <laughs> right? Because she is a professional at having sex. She can have sex for hours on end, and she can do stuff with drugs that we're not aware of because whatever gets you there, honey. So it's like. I'm not defending him. What I'm saying is that y'all motherfuckers better be careful. The next time y'all fuck some bitch, that's a professional fucker. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And boy, she was smart. Whatever move she was putting down when boy, she saw Drake walk into her, like, whatever. Did you not hear this girl confessed on herself and told her baby, her man, my baby daddy is Chris Brown, because she knew the come up was real? Like, she oh ratted God. on herself. What does that tell you? <laughs> That's, this porn star bitch was like cashing in now. Oh, you do everything to hold all that in. <laughs> to your uterus. I'm sorry. 
Ain't no slip up on me. <laughs> no, Legs up. <laughs> what, what is this? We have when people get inseminated, yeah. they, go, they go, like turn upside down, yes. put your legs up against Bitch. the wall. Oh, that she all was putting in work. Fucking playing music in the a background. A turkey baster. <laughs> she probably scooped up everything she could find. It was probably a mess. Yes. It's amazing to me that people of this type of standard don't take care of better, better care of themselves. Right. And I guess because when you have the money, the fame, you're a little bit more reckless. Not reckless. I'm just saying this is not, this is a reckless thing, but you get what I mean? Like you're not very. A little reckless. It's a little reckless. You're not very cautious in your next step and your next move. And I guess you just want to be human and just be a person. But yeah, I mean, everybody, I mean, it happens to everyone, right? Not to say that it's okay or it's not, but a lot of guys out here in regular world are getting girls pregnant that they regret getting them pregnant. One night stands. Yeah. And they do. And it happens. And it's unfortunate. And they don't even know the girl. They don't even know the girl's last name. And they're like, yo, I have personality name. Yeah. And she ends up being a monster. I've known guys that have been in that situation. Yeah. They ended up being great dads, but they had a really bad baby mother. Like, really, really bad baby mother. So it's like, it's possible that it can happen to anyone. And Drake is a man, and Drake has money, and he has access to a lot more women than the average man does. So the probability of him making this mistake was high. It was. Look how many kids Diddy got. And, yes. <laughs> yes. Diddy got a lot. Diddy got a lot of kids. And I'm surprised that a lot of these guys don't have more. I'm not trying to be, like, you know, insensitive or disrespectful, but seriously. Yeah, there could be there could be a handful more out there that we may not know. Yeah. You never know. Your favorite celebrity might have a couple. Did you hear about that Rihanna was uncomfortable with Drake? Or, like, she was just kind of annoyed. And so I find him to be, like, you know, he gives us this persona where, like, a lot of love, a lot of feels, right? Like, very expressive, emotional kind of guy. Uh-huh. And then to kind of think of like, what is like, what is he really like then, right? Wait, wait, wait. Like, so Rihanna I'm trying was annoyed to... that she found out he had a kid, or she was annoyed? With no, him? annoyed by him. She easily got annoyed by him. What when she was with him? You mean when she was with him? Okay. There was something where like in the VMAs, he was like, "She's the love of my life." This and this, and I actually put that together with the fact that maybe everyone found out he had a child and let him all go. He probably got this girl knocked up, but. I find it interesting that this man who shows so much emotion and love, right, has a one night stand and comes and, and has a child. I'm going to say it's a one night stand or a moment with this person, right? Like you don't put the same love and expression. You end up with someone you didn't put, not end up with, but you didn't put all this emotion and love into this person and you have that child with them now. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, I get it. He's the type of guy that he's about feelings and like he did this thing with a person that he had no feelings for. Yeah. So it's kind of like backwards for the world of Drake, right? I get it. And, he's extremely backwards. But then again, what if it was a weekend that he was like souped up on all kinds of fucking mollies or whatever or shrooms the whole weekend? Who knows what these people do? Because people do it now and they don't have yeah. money. He was coked up or fired up or taking drugs that we don't even know about. And he was able to have sex for seven hours at a time. And he was fucking <laughs> for fucking three days in Paris with this porn star. Maybe he got that bitch pregnant then. We don't know. We're not saying that this was that he was in love with this chick. It could have been some disgusting shit that we may not like about Drake. That he's a gross guy. And he's probably running trains on holes. Like, we don't know that about Drake. Does this end Drake's career? No. No. 
No. I don't think so either. I think that it's going to... Or his, pers- her, his, his persona, should I say. Not just the not the career persona that is Drake. I think it may change the persona a bit because he seems like he's so pro women. Yes, and the music that has been recently new out was all about women. He's very pro women. He's always been pro women, but like he he has this now more than ever. Like he has this way of like kind of showing that he bows down and respects a woman as well. Like it's like mm-hmm. yeah, he's a guy, but he respects the woman. Uh, gender and he gives them position and he understands their value like he has that message in his thing which is very smart with the transition that the world is going through right now i think that is very smart to be on that side of that specific topic so Mm -hmm. branding wise his team is very good clearly Mm -hmm. clearly they they have us all convinced with this guy you know what i mean (laughs) clearly a player but we still want to trust them type of guy right yeah um that might be hindered a bit that goody two shoes maybe hindered a bit, but yeah. I don't think we're gonna stop loving Drake's music this summer when it drops. Let's be honest. No, we all here for it. <laughs> we are all ready. We are, we are all here for it because now you got to tell us. Yeah. Because there hasn't been, there's no return this record from this. Right? And I don't think like he you should. Can't... I don't think he should. No, I think it's kind of done, my love. I think it's done. <laughs> and think... Pusha T is like, like, be careful. Like, don't fuck the, with him. Because Pusha like, T is Pusha, Pusha T. Pusha T. Is, is fucking Pusha T. Yes. Like, what did you guys think was going to happen? <laughs> right. I don't understand. Right. And it's like the new generation of folks who maybe didn't grow up with us, like, you know, yeah. in them 2000s when we were banging on the lunch table to that grinding beat. Yes. Okay. A lot of kids these days who love Drake don't know who Pusha T really truly was. Drake was growing up with us with the love of Pusha T. Yes. And right. he expresses that and shows that. Right. Like, right? he was jamming to Pusha T the same way we was. The literally. Same, literally. Yeah. Like, even bought a microphone with his signature on it. Like, yeah, yeah. this is the, the scale of things. And we knew Pusha wasn't going to play. And the jabs that Pusha's been taking for the years were subtle and simple. But he ate up Malai. <laughs> but why doesn't he like him, though? What's the real reason why he doesn't like him? Ugh. You want to know the real history of all this? The what? long history? I mean, I mean, this condensed version. The condensed version is Pusha T and Pharrell and the whole group, the nerds, everything, mm-hmm. clips, all grew up together in Virginia. So they've all come up together. So they're childhood friends. Uh, Pharrell did a beat for um, Baby. Baby never paid him because Baby don't pay nobody. So we Back hear. in 2000, whatever. Remember like, what happened to that boy? Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. that one. Never paid for all for it. Makes sense. Um, <clears throat> then Lil Wayne started wearing... By the way, that was Baby's best song ever. Brrr, yeah. What? It was. Him, Maddie Fresh, all yeah. of them, whatever. Yeah. And that was like, probably the only Baby song that I know. Right. But, <laughs> um, then Lil Wayne was starting to kind of pop off and go on. Um, and he started wearing a lot of um, Pharrell's clothing line. Uh-huh. What's it called? Bape started wearing babes and were doing that skateboard thing and playing billionaire boys club all that stuff pharrell told them to not wear it apparently people were telling him not to wear it mm-hmm. and um it just kind of stems from baby not paying people right so now he hits drake so no dave was always going if there's a there's a list there's an article somewhere that there's been records where they're throwing jabs at each other yeah and Pusha t has a, a disc record called exodus which is a full disc record already to Wayne, Baby, and Drake. 
And then Drake just continued on, the you know, writing for his team. Yeah. And since your team ain't writing for you, all your shit got put out. <laughs> and so, I don't know. Like, Pusha T really found knew all the dirt. And Kanye must have been the person who told him all the dirt. I don't know, because he said that the rumor is, according to the Breakfast Club, is that um, Drake is looking for rumors or dirt on Pusha T and willing to give 100000 for the information. And that um, Pusha T said, there's nothing on me. You don't got to pay nobody. Just come up to me and ask me like a man type (laughs) shit. And then he was on some shit like, yo, I haven't even started. Like, I got mad shit on you. (laughs) (laughs) And you know why? Because Pusha T is not a front, like, celebrity out here putting himself out there. Right. Right? He's a, I go to work. I go home to my fiance. Don't ever say her name ever again. Because that's why he decided to just blow up. If you listen to the Drake record, Drake really talks shit about Kanye the whole time in the disc record. Mm-hmm. He says terrible things about Kanye. Right. And says Pusha T's fiance's name or wife. Pusha T comes back and eats him alive. Right. And puts all his business out there. So don't fuck with Pusha T. <laughs> Not even his family. Not even his family. I'm very um, excited um, for new Drake music. Um... But I definitely think that Pusha T is going to be resurfaced and mainstreamed again, which is also good for it's good for music. It's good for music. It's not good for Drake because I really am a Drake fan and I don't want anything to take him down. But um, I definitely think it's needed, and we need artists like Pusha T bringing music and rapping for real and like talking about shit. Like I'm not even going to lie to you. I know you haven't a hundred percent. Um, gotten back on the Kanye tip, and I get it because I didn't even listen to the album when it first came out. Like it took me. <laughs> I, you normally is like wake up in the morning, Kanye albums out, play, brushing my play. teeth. That's what I did with the my Pusha hair. T one. Like that's what I usually do when Kanye music comes out. Period. Since mm-hmm. so they they won. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now, like you mentioned on one of your Instagram posts, um, you know, first Kanye album, I'm not rushing to hear type shit. Mm-hmm. All right, I, it took time for me to watch, listen to. Kanye's a good fucking artist, man. Really, I'm I'm gonna just be honest. Like the motherfucker makes music that you can listen to on repeat. He does. He fucking does. And today, when you're in Canada and you're bored <laughs> before you go to sleep, listen to this album and just listen to the lyrical play on some shit that you're like, damn, Kanye, this is why I fuck with you. Like this is why because like the production of the music is so well put together with the lyrics. And then it's like funny because you know he's funny, so it's like it's a combination of a few things with Kanye. It is. Is it, and I is like it, it better than Life of Pablo? Um, it's very difficult for anyone to ask me that question about anything because I think Life of Pablo is probably one of my top five favorite albums. Ooh, gosh. Honestly, I do really love Life of Pablo. It's a story. I like it more. Okay, let me rephrase that. I like the fact that it's so well put together and it's art and it's literally from beginning to end. It flows so perfectly. He did it the right way. It's so well done. And that's what I like about Kanye. So he, so the Pusha T album has no break in between. Yeah. The music flows one into the other. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. Right. And Kanye's sort of kind of known for that or he's most recently has been doing a lot of that yeah and i love that it's seven songs so i'm okay with listening to this kanye album because it is seven songs but life of right? pablo I feel like was I would be, great though i 
I have songs on Life of Pablo. Like, Father Stretch My Hands is, like, I can wake up and feel like I don't even need to go to church. I'm just going to put that song on and yeah. feel blessed <laughs> no, sure. in some way. Other than the bleach, the asshole part. But, you know what I mean? Like, you feel something coming from that. And mm-hmm. so I hope this new album has some feeling to it, too. Oh, girl. Because a lot of things happened since this last album. He has this song about being a father to a daughter. I haven't listened to that one. Everyone oh, talks about that girl, one. Is it called Violent Crimes? That song is... I, right? I, I haven't gotten to the point that I'm paying attention to the names of the songs yet. I'm just listening oh, to just the playing. music. You see what I'm saying? Got so, it. Got it. Um... Such a beautiful fucking song, girl. I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I was like impressed. I was like, this is. A, I know so many men are gonna relate to this song right now. It's beautiful. That was really dope. And then the song also that he's apologizing to Kim basically and saying Kim was about to leave him. Yes. Good song. Good song, I, man. I think I heard that one too. I heard the the beginning part of it where she he was like, you can leave me or whatever something like yeah. that. I've heard that part, which it sounds genuine and true. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's the one thing where you're like, okay, Kim is in a real person. And obviously, she has to fight for her man on Twitter. Right. But, like, I can only imagine. In the I household. always say that to myself. I'm like, how hard must it be to be married to Kanye? Difficult. And to be, I saw an interview um, during the kickoff, the, the promotion of things, that he actually admitted that he was recently actually diagnosed. Not in the Charlemagne interview. He mentioned it a little bit in that interview. But in the most recent right now with Big Boy from LA, he says, He's like, so you've been diagnosed? And he goes, yes, I well, was diagnosed with a mental... He just says a mental condition. Okay. He doesn't say bipolar. In the album cover, I know he writes the word bipolar. But I do find... It's very difficult to live in a household like that. Yeah. If a person's not maintaining taking care of himself. Right. And I saw an interview... In that interview also, he mentions that um, after TMZ, he scrapped the entire album. Wow. So this is so that's why I'm open to it, right? Because if it was during TMZ or pre TMZ, I would have been like, "Oh, we know what you're going to talk about." Right. And then he and has this like aspect, weird shit like this where he talks about like I'm only going to play for 15 seconds cuz those are the rules. So I'm going to wait until the actual <laughs> lyrics come out. Watch. Wait. I'm I'm leaving it out so that you won't hear it all the way, but then like he's he is disturbed and like I think people like the disturbed the day I seriously thought about killing you, I contemplated premeditated murder. And I think about killing myself, and I love myself way more than I love you. So I don't feel that. <laughs> the voice changed throughout it, too, didn't it? Yeah. His voice was changing? Yeah. So it was, it's really weird, and he does this distorted sound in the beginning. And then he does that for about almost two minutes that he, I think about killing you, but, and I've, I think about it. I've thought of killing myself and I love myself way more than I love you. So think about it. Like I really want to kill you. So it's wild wild as fuck. And then after that, and then the beat drops and then the song, you're like, this motherfucker making music. (laughs) But it's like, he makes this really weird shit in the beginning and you're like, yo, this guy's a disturbed motherfucker that I'm listening to. Like I'm listening to a person that has issues. 
I've always yeah. said that Kanye had issues. Since the fucking time that he was on Punk and they stole his reel and he started chasing them like a madman. That episode, I don't know how old everyone is, but if you used to watch <laughs> Punk back in the day, you know the episode where they freaking tricked and punked Kanye, okay? And he they stole his, his reel from his video and he chased these people like a madman. I recall telling one of my friends... When we were in New York, I'm like, yo, that dude has a mental problem. I know he does. <laughs> this behavior is not normal. And then oh my God. we've all seen, seen him. I don't know why it's so... Mental health is a taboo topic. We get it. It is. Especially in communities and in areas of, of people of color. Yeah. Right? In our, in, our, in our lives, it's very difficult. Like, I've suggested well, a friend of mine, an older family friend that maybe they should go see some somebody and it was like ate me up alive and i was like i think us as a new generation yeah right firstborn american generation we're a little bit more into it yeah but or or just more exposed to the understanding that these are things that can be managed like for example like you mentioned Kanye is getting help so he can manage whatever he's experiencing. If Kim had to deal with a person that was not medicating themselves or managing correctly, Kim would not be able to be with him. That's the truth. Because when a person gets too manic and too out of this world and too... It's, a, it's too much. It's difficult. You're not even with that person anymore. That person is yeah. in a different state it's, of mind. And it's dangerous for yourself and it's dangerous for the kids. And yeah. it's a lot. It takes a, a big toll. And I've been around around people who have family members or um, those surrounded by them who they have to kind of, you have to learn a whole new lifestyle. You have to learn yeah. a whole new way of living yeah. when it comes to these matters and situations. So it's good to hear him. And I know that song that he says, Kim, you know, yelled at him or something like that along those lines. She and said, that, about to lose everything after TMZ. Yeah. And that the Kim that we saw on Twitter is just her sticking by her man and kind of cleaning it up a little bit. Yeah. Where in actuality at home, just like me or you, if our husbands would have done that shit, yeah, or whoever, we would have ate them alive. And that's like, exactly alive. what he says in the music. He's like, yo, and you have, if you've ever said something stupid and you've hurt your girl's feelings and you fucked up the money and your girl's just like, you fucking up the money. When your girl tells you, you fucking up the money. Like, it was because if they, a, lose, yeah. if they lose any money, they lose a lot. Absolutely. They lose a lot. Absolutely. A lot. A, a one night appearance covers a mortgage for the month right. for them. Mm-hmm. So you fuck up three, five months, six months, you fucked up a lot. Yeah. Like that's how I see it. Like that's yeah. how that, that's why they work that hard and do their thing. But I'll give it a shot. I will. You're my train to, right back to Seattle. I will listen to I it. I can see the post now. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. I already know. We'll see. I've already seen the captions on people's things, and I don't like not knowing where the caption comes from. <laughs> and I don't like not being a caption queen myself, so I have to kind of give in. And I mean, the Pusha T album I listened to, and that was fully produced by Kanye, and it was good. It was good. And I wrote that. I said, damn you, Kanye. This is good. It was good. It's just his personal album. They're better. I was being cautious about it. They're better, though. They're always better. He's Kanye, come on. He doesn't give up. He's fucking Kanye. He keeps the good. I just wonder where Jay-Z is at. I just want their relationship back together, but that's another story in another day. That is another story. That's another one. But shout-outs to all of y'all who still showed up in Wyoming. (laughs) Yeah. The moments 
You notice how, like, all your favorite, like, celebs or, like, influencers that you follow all just ended up in the middle of nowhere. No, I Wyoming. love it how the cocky people were like, who's going to Wyoming? Everybody. And then they're the first ones. <laughs> all y'all. Yeah. And I would have gone, like, I think the idea of going to somewhere middle of nowhere, not middle of nowhere, a flyover state as we call them. Yeah. Here in the U.S. and ending up in Wyoming is pretty cool. I think it's very cool. I think it's it's an awesome way to celebrate our nation and going yes. to places that we normally wouldn't go to and getting to expose ourselves to a culture that we're not all aware of and bringing income to a city that doesn't have a lot of tourism. I think it's an awesome idea. Yeah, it's not a it's not a touristy place and I've grown to love Seattle. Yeah. And Seattle has two parts of or Washington has two parts of it, right? Where it gets real foresty, hikey kind of thing, and then it gets deep into the deserts. And I, I now that I've really loved the scenic and feel of everything, going to Wyoming is not a bad idea. Very cool. Like checking out Wyoming to me is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but you Oklahoma. have to have Kanye numbers to get people out there, and then to stay in the cabins <laughs> that he's there. Yeah, you, you gotta have knowing Kanye me. Numbers. You we already know me. We can't host our first messy Mondays get together. In, in Ohio. I'm telling you now. No. <laughs> we can't go to Wyoming. And then I was like, I saw like the cabins they were staying in. Mm-hmm. I followed this one influencer and I was like, well, if I go to Wyoming, I'm going to need all of that. Nice. So it ain't going to happen right now <laughs> going to Wyoming in the middle of nowhere. But shout outs to Wyoming. Y'all on the map. Yeah, definitely on, on the map. map. For sure. Part of history, guys. But you know what, guys? Episode number 35 was fun, and I'm sorry that we took so long, but we're back. And Look at it. We filled you up with a whole, like, yes. hour, like, amazingness. Yes, we talked about a bunch of stuff that we all want to talk about. And you guys hit us up. Let us know if you want to talk about other stuff. So you can email us at MessyMondaysPod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MessyMondaysPod. Also follow us on Instagram at Messy Mondays Podcast. Um, you can follow myself at Love Marley underscore. You can follow Show Me at S H O M I underscore E N T. And write us, send us some love, comment, share, review on iTunes as well and SoundCloud. And this was fun. It was, guys. We missed you. See you next week. We missed you. Bye. All right, bye, guys.